city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So subscribe, comment, share, or like. This is a big time of the year. No, there is no March Madness going on in the NFL today. Shockingly, as Giant fans patiently, or I could see on Twitter, I was just looking, are just anxiously waiting to see if the New York Giants are going to make Kenny Galladay the newest member of the New York Giants. And maybe the New York Jets could be also adding a big-time receiver in Juju Smith-Schuster. So we'll have to see what goes on with that. But today, we're doing something different. Right there. Plain and simple. We haven't really discussed it a lot this year because, well, we didn't know what college basketball was going to be like, as, as we didn't know for a lot of sports this year. Did we expect any of this to happen? Maybe when this beginning of the year started? I don't know. But we are here now, and this is where people lose their minds. The brackets get destroyed early on. Are there upsets? Are there Cinderella's? Could we see a little history this year as well as the Gonzaga Bulldogs going undefeated? Maybe the first time, the first team to be undefeated since Bobby Knight's team in the 1970s? Like, I don't know. We'll have to see. It is a strange year because, well, Duke's not in this. Kentucky's not in, and Louisville, the last time that happened, they went undefeated. But, yes, this is a March Madness preview. It starts tonight. The first four games will be played. Michigan State, UCLA, should be a great game. Drake, Wichita State, some bubble teams all got in. And they got the 16 seeds, which we shouldn't say never because we have seen it before once. So never say never. But this is a different year because I did already a couple brackets, Ted, and – I really do. When you look at this bracket, I think the big question is right here. Is it going to reverse the field? Because it looks like other than Illinois, I don't see anybody really competing, especially in Gonzaga's bracket, which they've already dominated two, three, and four C already this season. So I don't really see anybody dominate doing anything in that bracket. That's the easiest bracket. Said if when you look at the brackets, do you think Gonzaga got the easiest bracket by far or really like pat on the back, nice job guys this year. So you get awarded for the easiest bracket. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were just kind of going over how we wanted to do the show. And we're going through the teams. And when I said, I said, look at, I mean, the, the, the three teams that would be the most uh, foreseeable um, struggles with them would be the two, three and four teams. And they've crushed. They've averaged 99.6 points against the two seed, which was Iowa, the three seed, no. which was Kansas and the four seed, which is Virginia. Now Virginia's, they're, they're, I believe they just flew in last night um, or they're flying in today from Virginia because they had to wait seven days to be um, COVID-free. So how will that play out? Because they haven't been able to practice, you know, so you're losing out on practice time. So how is that going to affect Virginia going forward? But I believe so. Now, if you added to this question, Gonzaga and Illinois versus the field, I probably would have took those two teams versus the field. I will take the field right now. Um because of what we've seen in March Madness, where one team any day can get hot. I mean, listen, you get the guy Timmy from you get the guy Timmy from uh, Gonzaga. He gets in foul trouble. He's one of their best players on their team. 
or Suggs, the point guard. If the shots are not falling, listen, some days your shots don't fall. We've seen it. The rim the rim is unkind to some shooters, and you get a team who just gets hot and things happen. Listen, like you said, you started off the show. A 16 seed never thought it would be the one seed. It happened. And it, and it wasn't just like a fluke. They blew them out. So I just don't see anybody competing with Gonzaga. I think they're on a mission this season. They're averaging 92 points a game. The next closest is Colgate at 86. I just looked at the ESPN stats. That is a factual stat right there. 92 points a game this season. So this is a machine offensively. They got all around. They're going to have a top three pick on the, in um, Jalen Suggs, who's going to be a top three pick in the NBA. And then they got Corey Kisper. You got Drew Tim, as you just said. They got players all over the place. Do you know they are number one in the country in field goal percentage at 55%? They're third in the national this is This is one of the better teams. This is the one best team most teams that I've seen coming into a tournament. And it's not because they're undefeated. It's not because they're undefeated. They've dominated, hold on, hold on. They've dominated everybody they've played. And like we just said, this is the easy bracket because they've already dominated the two seed. They've already dominated the three seed. They dominated the four seed. Those teams at the time also were top 10 teams. And they wiped them off the floor. This is this is their best chance. Now, they've only been to one national championship game, and it was a couple years ago they lost to UNC. But this is their best chance. Mark Few, who is a Hall of Fame coach, is going to be. This is his time. And like I said, we've already seen it before with this time. Weird times go on, but like Duke not being in. Kentucky, Louisville, big-name schools not in. That's the last time an undefeated team won the national championship. The only thing that you would knock on this team, this Gonzaga team, and this is probably Gonzaga's best team that Mark Few has ever had. Most complete. That's saying a lot. For the team that was in the national championship a couple of years ago who had first-round picks. The only thing I can knock on this team is they don't have any depth in the front in the uh, front court. Meaning if if Drew Timmy gets in foul trouble, they don't have a lot of depth in bigs, and they don't have a big rim protector. If you remember a couple of years ago when they made the national championship, um, I'm drawing a blank of the kid who plays for Portland Trail Blazers, Trev, the uh, freshman kid. You know what I'm talking about? Simmons? Huh? Is it the kid Simmons? No, what was the uh, the forward guy? He was a true freshman. He left after his freshman year. He got drafted by Portland. He's had oh, 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 Collins. Collins. Zach, Zach Collins. Collins. Zach Collins. He was coming off the bench, bro. He, I mean, they had so much depth on that team. So that's the only thing that could hurt them is some foul trouble in the, in the front court. But mm-hmm. this is probably the most complete team. Here's the other thing. In a college basketball season where we've seen some teams play 14 games, some teams play 18, some play 26, some play 30, There's this is the best team in college basketball. They, led the, they started the preseason off as the number one team in the country, and they finished the season as the number one team in the country. And we'll find out at the end of this tournament in, by April if they are the best team in college basketball. I mean, other than to me – the only other team that I could see competing with them is Illinois with the other number one seed, who I think is the second best team in college basketball. But the way they played in the Big Ten turn- tournament, and the Big Ten has got a lot of great teams. I mean, look at They got Iowa. Michigan State's playing tonight. Ohio State. You got, like I said. Nine teams made the bracket. There's nine teams in this tournament. That's saying and speaking to the volume that they were the champs of the best conference in college basketball this season. And they look like they're a team that is destined to go to the final four. 
Like, I, I just don't see another team beating Gonzaga, especially in the region. I expect them to go right through with ease. I expect them to be in co- uh, uh, cruise control. I really do. Well, now, I mean, I'm a fan of Gonzaga, and I want you to know that. And you know this. I've never been a big fan of Gonzaga. I just no, did. Always not them. Seeing them this year, they're just a different animal compared to everybody else. I mean, they were down. Oh, is that because college basketball has suffered tremendously because of the one and done rule where we're not seeing teams have guys with two, three years experience? Because if you look at this Kentucky team, they got guys that have been there before. This is not this is not the Kentucky all freshman class. Mm-hmm. And you know that's part of the reason why Kentucky and Duke are not in this is because they fall in love with this one and done because they listen, it's cute, it's it, it's it's flashy. But you build no chemistry, you build no team unity, and by the time the season's over, they're already thinking about the NBA draft. So you you don't get those great teams that we once saw before. You don't get those guys because we joked about this years ago before this really became prevalent, was the great players are one and done. They're gone. They're out. Yeah. I mean, it hurts. It hurts. And, and teams like Gonzaga kind of save college basketball because you have those talents that stay in for three to four years and become eventually really good players, not in just college basketball, but in the pros. So Gonzaga is a team that kind of survived, keeps college basketball alive in the sense of the, um, the one and done rule. And they're here now, so we'll see. They're gonna. They're. I just see them going flying right to the final four. I think the toughest team that got has the toughest break, not just because of the bracket they're in, but because of the loss that they had. And that's Michigan. I really, I really liked Michigan, but with the loss of Isaiah Livers, and I just looking, don't expect him to play, ladies and gentlemen. So if you're picking Michigan to go far, I would try to before 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 those brackets become official. I would try to think of Michigan. I don't know. They, not, they might not even get out of the second round. Tough matchup, huh? They might not even get out of the second round. Listen, I, I think they'll cruise by whoever they play in the 16th seed. But then you're looking at in the round of 32 with the possible matchup of LSU, who, listen, we just saw them in the uh, SEC championship game, and they gave Alabama all they can handle. They have one of the they have a they have a lottery pick two on their team, and Cameron Thomas, who averaged over 23 points a game. Yep. And then and listen. Even St. Bonnie's, they can play. Okay, yeah. they got a good team. <laughs> I mean, w- w- I mean, listen, anything can happen, and especially like you said, Trev, with the loss of Isaiah Livers, this team is not the same team as they once was. And then you know, and then if they do make it through the first round, they're looking at Florida State in the Sweet Sixteen. And then, and then I know you and we we have talked about, it and we'll give our final fours after. But I mean, you have Alabama, Texas. BYU, and, you know, listen, if you've learned anything about this March Madness bracket over the years, the playing games are very significant. I don't know if you saw that. I think it's been seven out of the last eight years or five of the last six years that a playing game team has made it to the second weekend. So you're looking at that UCLA-Michigan State game. Watch out, Michigan State. They're a team that's, oh, that's, that's, that's definitely a team that, I mean, they've already beaten the three top teams in the Big Ten. Ohio State and Michigan. Yeah, this is, this is a good team. This is a really good team as an 11 seed. I expect them to cruise over UCLA. UCLA is coming and struggling. And and then I expect them to take care of BYU. I just don't think BYU as a six seed. Yeah, that's respectable. But I see Michigan State as that 11 seed getting to the second weekend. See, that's a tough matchup for BYU. This, bracket, do, is, this because, bracket is interesting. 
they've given Gonzaga probably the, their two toughest matchups of the season. You know, listen, up until the last three, four minutes of the um, the championship game two weeks ago, BYU was cruising against Gonzaga. So if they have to play Michigan State in that first round matchup, that's definitely tough. That 6-11, always a tough matchup. The 5-12s, we always talk about them every year. There's always at least one, sometimes two uh, upsets. I don't know if we're going to have a lot of upsets because I was telling you before this the, the show is – the crowd, you know, you're like, oh, Ted, what does that mean? Well, when you watch a lot of these games, especially in that first round, the dogs, if they're up or they're close and late in the game, the crowd always backs the underdog. Crowd loves, everyone loves the underdog. You love the underdog. You want to see the, oh, my God, you see it? This is 13. Yeah, they go nuts. Yeah, they go nuts. And you get crazy and you get excited and you're like, damn, I got the three seed winning, but you're really kind of rooting for the 13 seed. And, yeah. and that's really how it goes. So this is definitely – the the one seed that I see that's going to have the toughest road getting to the Final Four in Michigan. I mean, you can't, you can't forget about Alabama. I haven't really, I haven't watched a lot of Alabama, but I've heard from Jay Billis, I've heard from analysts that this Alabama team is legit. This is a legit Alabama team and can really go far into this tournament. So yes, Michigan definitely gets the the tough region. I wouldn't say the tough region. I say it's more of that. It's just unfortunate that Isaiah Livers, one of their top players, is not going to be playing. That hurts them. If Isaiah Livers is playing, Michigan, I would expect an all-number one seeds. I expect three of the four number one seeds to get there. I do. I mean, the brackets are there for – I mean, when you look at Baylor, Baylor's another number one team. That's the thing. They're very good. Defensively. They only lost two games hold, on, hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Relax. Don't tell me, hold on. All I'm saying is, I'm gonna tell you to relax. No, listen, all I'm saying is, they lost two games in the Big 12, and that was the second hardest conference, only behind the Big 10. You know what I mean? You had Oklahoma State, you had Kansas, you had Oklahoma, and at one time Oklahoma was a top 10 team. Now they've fallen a little bit. But this Baylor team, listen, this is their chance too to prove that it's no fluke. Because you know we've seen Baylor have good teams in the past couple of years, and they they have fallen. You know what? I'm just looking at some as well. And they guess what? They play a Connecticut team. They play Hartford, the Hartford Hawks. So good luck to Hartford. <laughs> the reason why they can win also, they put up a lot of scoring as well. They're 85 points per game. They can shoot the three ball. They're the best three point shooting team in the country right now at 43 percent. And you know three, and you know what the way basketball has transitioned, not just in NBA, but in college basketball. The three ball game has been has been the biggest factor into basketball. It's changed the way we run offenses now, or teams run offenses. They base it, they they look for shooters, and this is the best shooting team coming into the tournament, and that says a lot. Also, they got a great defense. They got a real good defense. They can pack it down, defender in the wings. In the paint, this is going to be a tough team to uh, to be eliminated. I don't I don't know if I see a team in that bracket beating Baylor. I, I just I don't. Know. It's just tough to pick against. We do it every year. Here's the problem: we do it every year. We always say, "Ah, oh, the one seeds look like they're going to cruise," and then we eventually we'll have a th we'll have two one seeds, uh, an eight seed, or something, some crazy stuff. They're like, "Wait, this wasn't supposed to happen." But this year, it just seems different just because of everything that's been going on in the world. I just really see Baylor. I don't see people. 
I see most people picking Baylor out of this bracket. I see people picking Illinois. And I see definitely people, I mean, Gonzaga, without question. I think, I, I'll put it this way, though. I you, If you just look at their side of the bracket before they get to the Elite Eight, I think North Carolina could be a tough matchup. Because they have do good, they have good size. They've been there before. Now listen, they got they got a young player in freshman Caleb Love, Jaron Sharp, Kerwin Walton, R.J. Davis. It, listen, they rebound the ball really well. They're third in the country in rebounding, almost 43, 43 you know rebounds a game. So you, you can control the paint, defense and offensive rebounding. Also, Purdue, Purdue showed me a lot in the Big Ten. I mean, so they can play. I'm trying to look at. I don't have their name, but they they have some players on their team <clears throat> that can cause some issues if, in the Sweet 16. And then you look at the other side, Ohio State. You know, at one point in the season, we were looking at them as the number one seed. I mean, they're still mm -hmm. a two seed, but we were looking at them as one of the top teams. They'd fallen off, and they came back strong in the Big Ten Championship. All right? Arkansas, Texas Tech. I mean, Chris Beard and that defense, they're really good, and they got a great young guard and Mac McClung who can shoot the three. So, you know, I would say there's no easy bracket except for Gonzaga's. Gonzaga has the easiest one because they've dominated the teams that face. And we all know. I just, that, I, I just, I just see that as like, yeah, like kind of like, how do you give Gonzaga that's such of an easy road where they've already faced. They've earned it. They've earned it. If I, if I realistically, if I realistically had to pick. I expect the two Pac-12 teams, the six and seven seeds in that bracket, USC and Oregon, to give them fits. I would. I have USC in one of my brackets playing Gonzaga, believe it or not. I just don't buy into – I'm sorry. I don't buy into Iowa. I know that the two seed, and I know one of the comments, Dave Riccio. Well, imagine how – There's no way – there's no way Iowa's beating Gonzaga. I, I'm just sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. Charlie, imagine this, though. And we haven't really even talked about it. And I know it's, but well, they're playing in a bubble. Okay. There's six venues that these teams are playing in. Imagine if Gonzaga was in the West bracket and really in the West bracket. You know what I mean? Where the first, the first two round games are up in Portland or something. And then the championship games in California, you know what I mean? Where they would really have the backing of their fan base. Yeah. Now they are allowing 25% capacity for fans in this March Madness tournament. So, you know, at least we'll be able to see some fans and have a sense of you listen, you can hear the fans. I mean, I watch the Ranger games and I'm uh, I'm talking hockey, but they're allowing 2500 fans and it sounds like 20,000 sometimes. So, um I'm excited yeah. for it. I'm, I'm so happy to be back and watching March Madness after last year's debacle and what has transpired over the past it year. It wasn't a debacle, it's just the unfortunate It wasn't a debacle. Just, what happened last year was uh, was just a difficult transition for everyone. It's just that's not a debacle. It crumbled. It was over. That's not a debacle. We had no sports. We were devastated. It's not a debacle. That's just that's uh, we were just in a weird time last year. Just a weird ass time. Who would have ever thought that we would have had? And we're still dealing with it a year later. I mean, now we have sports, thankfully, but this is still going on. Hence why they're playing in a bubble in Indianapolis and nowhere else in the country. So it's just, it is as a sports fan, it's awesome. It's just a great feeling to know that to see these kids get an opportunity where some kids last year, both in the women and, and the men's brackets, didn't get a chance to compete for a national championship. Now you get to see it this year for the kids that came back and the newcomers 
they get an opportunity to play in a chance to win a national championship. And that's, that's all I can ask for. Like, I, I, it sucks that Duke's not in, but they, they weren't a good team. Now you don't have to pick up to get to the national championship. They're going to get to the national championship. It's just to see them, just to see them playing basketball, just like seeing football, baseball coming back. It's hockey, bat, like NBA. It's just a good feeling overall that sports is back in general. And now this is always a great time of the year. I mean, for people that love college basketball, betters, gamblers, um, bracket Anybody, people. Listen, people you don't even have to, listen, this is like the Super Bowl. You don't even have to be a fan of, of basketball because people no, I, don't always think, I don't think it's like I don't think it's like the Super Bowl because I, I still don't think a lot of people unless you're like a big sports fan you get excited an opportunity for people to get together and watch the games and enjoy maybe not as big as the Super Bowl and maybe not every weekend's a party oh, don't forget if we could get to July 4th we'll be, we're doing the right thing we can have little get-togethers according to our president not knowing that that we've been that people have been well, doing they, already they, a year Hey, Sleepy Joe, wake up. <laughs> well, no, I mean, we're good. I mean, listen, they've already said, I was watching Good Morning America this morning, and they were talking about um, TSA has already screened over like 17 million people in the last like month and a half with people flying more. People are ready to go. People are on vacation. So, uh, Dave Ricky, I love the pick. Syracuse, 11 seed. Definitely a sleep. I pick. actually do have, yes, I have. I Watch have. For Bay Bay He's <laughs> glad to <laughs> That oh. Duke is not in. Oh, stop. No, I, I like I'll tell nobody, you, Bayheim's son, man. Nobody likes Duke. Zone. Is there a, hold that's on, that's a good question. Hold on. Let me ask you that. Do you think there's a villain in this tournament? Nah, there's no villain. Who's a villain? Now that there's not like a Duke or Kentucky in that teams that just want – that like – you either like them or you hate them. Like, is there a team in this tournament that you're like, oh, I definitely don't want to see them. I'm, I'm rooting against them. No, See that, like, like, see, like in college football, that's the Alabamas. In college basketball, yeah. Duke, Duke, Duke. No, there's not. There is no I don't even. If, if, because the best teams are Illinois, Gonzaga, Michigan. Baylor. You know, Baylor, and you know their teams. That, Alabama. I look at the teams that are just. They're not the consistent ones that we're used to seeing on a regular basis. But that's okay. That's what makes college basketball great. And and this is you know at one point this is like the greatest month sometimes for a lot of people for three straight weekends to be able to just enjoy and watch college basketball from twelve. I, I know that you haven't done. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I know. I can't. Wait. I'm I'm excited for it. Now you haven't done any brackets according to you so far. I don't know what you're waiting for, but if with you looking at the bracket, do you see any upsets? first round that you really like any 12 13 upsets maybe even 14 seed i saw dave Riccio, uh thanks for coming and as always said he, he, people have morehead state over uh, west virginia i don't see west virginia going down in the first round i think west virginia is a very good team this is a team that could go far elite eight maybe final four they have as they call them press virginia this is a good team this is another good team that can that is i know a three seed did lose to oklahoma state twice Higher than them, but this is a tough. Re- this is a tough bracket as well. Illinois is a very good team, but they have a very tough bracket as well. I don't see West Virginia losing though. I mean, no, you look, I mean, I, I, look I, at the top five. Hold on, you look at the top five. You just asked me a question. You just asked me a question, and then you keep talking. 
I mean, what the hell? You asked me, do you like any brackets? I'm looking at the piece of paper, just looking at the bracket in front of me. I know. Listen, I, now you know what I, it's I, like. Listen, the obvious ones are always the 5, 12, 6, 11, right? So I'll say Syracuse because they've been playing hot. If it wasn't for a buzzer beater by Virginia, Syracuse had Virginia on the ropes and could have made a run in the ACC tournament. Good for them. Um, and, and at least in that, and that's the 6, 11 in the Midwest. In the South bracket, listen, Villanova has not been the same team since Colin Gillespie yeah. heard his name is out for the season. So watch out for Winthrop. They're a team that if you know anything about college basketball, they seem to always be there every year. They're 23 and one. They could shoot the ball. <laughs> I mean, 14 of their 23 wins came by double digits. I mean, I know you're going to say who the hell they play, Ted. But when they win, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, I told you so. I actually have Winthrop beaten um, Villanova in one of my brackets. I just think... I Two of, the, two of my upsets are both 5-12 matchups, and they're both from Big East teams. I, mean, I, I also like the, I like the call. I mean, I like Colgate versus Arkansas too. Not to off. Really, I'm excited for that game only in the sense that from everything I've read about Colgate and Arkansas, these teams are on the NASCAR track on the basketball court. They like to run up and down the court. Both teams. Let's see. Oh, Colgate averages 86 points a game second nationally. Arkansas averages 82.4 seventh nationally. So you, you know they like to score. They can play. But it, the, probably the difference is going to be Moses Moody from Arkansas, who is one of the best players in college basketball. So and it usually comes down to at the end of the game, who can make – who's got the best player in Arkansas in that matchup. So – and then, hey, listen, and we talked about this before. A lot of people are on Georgetown. Georgetown ran through the Big East. Yeah, that's one. They dominated. Colorado's a good team. Colorado is a good team. They got a really good player in McKinley Wright. So, you know, six-foot guard, he can score. He can do a little bit of everything. He'll be an NBA player next year. I'll tell you one thing I would watch out, and it's not a sleeper in the first round, but watch out for LSU to knock off Michigan in the second in uh, the round of 32. I really love what they got. Cameron Thomas, fourth in the country and scoring over 23 points a game. They average 82 points a game. They can score. They can play. And I love what, and I love what I saw in the SEC um, tournament, and I think they can build off of that momentum going forward. And who knows, maybe make a uh, run to the Sweet 16. I would not be surprised if I saw an eight seed in the Sweet 16 or a Weed 8. I actually have a 12 13 matchup this year. Now, I feel like that happens every year, and the one that I'm picking is actually in the Gonzaga bracket. It so you like UNC Greensboro over Florida State? Huh? You like UNC Greensboro over Florida State? No, oh, yeah. no, no, no. I have Ohio. I have Ohio against UCSB. The reason why I'm taking Ohio, first off, Virginia's dealing with the whole COVID situation. I don't, I don't see a team like Virginia surviving well because they, I just don't see them scoring. I know Sam Hauser's been amazing for Virginia, but they are dealing with the COVID issue, and you know how that's impacted teams, impacted players. So going forward with that. I like this Ohio Ohio team. They're led by Jason Preston, as he's called the Lamelo Ball of college hoops. And there are a lot of people that are high on Ohio in this game. And I like UC Santa Barbara. Last time we saw us Creighton, they were getting killed by Georgetown. Now I know Georgetown has been on an incredible run, but they got killed in the Big East title game. And I don't think this team has ever been the same since the whole uh, Doug, Coach McDermott's comments. And I, I think they're trending both teams downward going into tomorrow and Saturday's games. 
So those are my upsets. I don't see a lot of upsets happen, though, overall in this tournament. Okay, but we, say, how are we supposed to know? Now, here's the, and here's the other thing. Look at my drafts. How are we supposed yeah. to know who gets drafted where? We haven't even mentioned it. We're 20, almost, now we're about to be 28 minutes in. We haven't even talked about it. We live here. We were born here, raised here. UConn Huskies, you you're in the tournament. Yeah, so? so do you see... I think they have a, I think they have a tough inter bracket and when I say that they're going to play Maryland in the first round. Okay, Maryland's a tough team. They have a really really good player who's going to be in the lottery pick next year and Eric Alea who can match up with the kid James Booknight. Now, mm-hmm. I watched the UConn against Creighton. They should have won that game. They should have they should have won that game. Too many mistakes. Uh, but I, I'll tell you one thing. If if UConn fans are thinking this is Kimba Walker or Shabazz Napier, sorry folks, he's not. He's not them. I just watched that Big East tournament. He's he's talented, but he just doesn't have the it. And this is going to be a very tough matchup. I wish UConn had a better um, seating or a different matchup. But hey, it doesn't matter. You got to win. You got to win the games that are in front of you. Um, I didn't pick this game yet. I'll probably pick UConn. Because we're just like you, just like you, you would pick Duke too. Um, but the key for them is going to be RJ Cole and, and their defense. RJ Cole has really produced down the stretch, been their second leading scorer. And 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 Hurley, man, Dana Hurley's got them playing great defense. They got a really good team. They could cause trouble, you know. Because here's the thing: we talk about this when you have a star like Boke Knight. Or like Oklahoma State has Cade Cunningham, or like you said, the kid from Ohio who could be the Lamelo Ball of this class. These guys get hot. We saw it with Davidson. You sent me a video uh, last week with uh, Steph Curry. Steph Curry was a really good player. I don't know if we oh, knew yeah. about him. Like we knew about him until March Madness. You know, that's another thing. Remember March Madness? Every year you get the guy. I mean, I remember. I'm trying to think of his name. It wasn't Kyle Corver, but it was a white guy from uh, Western Kentucky. Played for uh, Timberwolves back in the day, but doesn't even matter. You you see guys every year. You get this kid who comes out of nowhere and really takes over the tournament for a weekend or two, and and can really carry his team. So will we see that? Maybe James Booknight could be that kid for UConn. Maybe he could carry him. They'll have a tough matchup in the in the round of 32 because I assume they're going to be playing Alabama, and Alabama can play, and they got multiple players that can score. Um, oh, yeah. It's going to be a tough situation for them. But I think once you get through the first weekend or whatever where you're going to have, you know, two or three or four Cinderella matchups mm-hmm. or upsets, I think when you look at the – when we look at the Elite Eight and we look at the Final Four, you're going to – Trev, like you said before, I think you're going to say, well, there you go. You got at least three number one seeds and you got a couple sprinkled in a three or a four. I don't think you're going to see an eight or nine in there. I think you're going to see, like you said, Trev, three number one seeds – more likely than not, Baylor, Illinois, and Gonzaga, and especially when somebody gets hot. Somebody gets hot. You never know. If somebody gets hot. Somebody gets hot, and then carry the, that mo- momentum can lead. Well, to I mean, every, and like, you said with Steph, like you said with Steph Curry, we didn't know Davidson at the time was going to make that drastic jump into the Elite Eight, but Steph Curry went on a run, and an incredible run. We didn't know Kemba Walker and the, and the UConn Huskies at the time were, I, I believe, a, they were a seven seed, and even Shabazz Napier. We didn't expect them to get to the national championship and win the game. No, I mean, you never know. If you get hot, if you find that player that it and you get hot, 
you could do some serious damage in this tournament. You got to make your free throws, and we always talk about it. Make your free throws. And like you said, a team that I kind of am very high on that I expect I can win is USC. They're not a very good free throw shooting team. So that's a lot of teams going forward. So you don't know what could happen overall. I mean, these are just like, it's, it's just like mock drafts or anything you try to do, projections, uh, predi- uh, predictions, and ba- anything, baseball, who's going to do this? You don't know what's actually going to happen, but you don't, but what we've seen in past, that if a guy does go off, gets hot, has a hot hand, team's mo- momentum, they follow into it, and guess what? Then we're talking about, hey, wow, I didn't expect this team to be, I didn't expect this UConn team to be in the national championship. So we don't know. Butler, another team. You just don't know. So speaking of championships, let's get in. Ted, I know you haven't even done a bracket. No, I have. I just looked. I did do one the other night. Okay. Well, you're going to do, you're going to give me a final four, a national championship game, and who is going to win the 2021 national championship in college basketball? I think this might be easy for us, bro, because I think we have the same thing. And we didn't talk about this, but I'm just looking right now. I had... Gonzaga playing Texas in the final four and Baylor versus Illinois in the final four. And then I had Gonzaga beating Illinois in the, um, in the national championship. And with the tiebreaker score, I had uh, 76, uh, 68 Gonzaga winning the national championship and cutting down the brackets going undefeated after everything that we've seen for the first time since what, 1976. Yeah. Bobby Knight's Bobby Knight's Indiana's team. We're going to see an undefeated team. We're going to see the the preseason number one, finish the season as number one, first time since North Carolina in 2009. Mm-hmm. That's what I had in my Final Four bracket number one on ESPN. Just looked it up. I'm like, did I do one the other day? And I'm like, oh, I did. So you got your final? Okay. Yeah, it's actually funny that you said that because I actually do have the same. I did two of them in our tournament bracket that we do with Uncle Tommy every year. I didn't do that one yet. Two of them, but... I do have Gonzaga. I expect a clean sweep to for Gonzaga. Easy bracket. I do have the Texas Longhorns. I really do like Matt Coleman, Andrew Jones, not the baseball Andrew Jones, Courtney Ramey. I, I mean, Arami. They honestly, they can shoot the hell out of the ball. They got bigs down in the post. They can do it everything well that you want. And Shaka Smart, as we've seen before, has led a team to a Final Four before. So but he's only two as the Texas coach so far in the NCAA tournament. So this Texas team is getting. This Texas team got hot at the right time, and they're going to go continue as a three seed. That's I like that. They actually have probably the most intriguing matchup if they get there in the Sweet 16 with a potential two-three matchup against the Crimson Tide, Alabama, which can be one hell of a game. So that is a lot to watch. It better be Abilene Christian, baby. Oh yeah, Abilene Christian. Let's go. This will be the game we'll talk on Sunday and be like. I hope, I hope Baylor. I expect Baylor. That's a tough. That's another actual tough bracket when you look at it. But I expect Baylor. Too much talent. Great defensive team. Great offensive team. Can score. Lights out. Shoot the ball from anywhere on the court. They can do it all. The one that was that kind of ticked me off was the Illinois bracket because I do really like Illinois, but I really wanted to go take Oklahoma State. I really thought Oklahoma State was that team. That is that team. They have a tough matchup against Liberty in the first round. Then they play a potential 5-12 against Tennessee or Oregon State. They got a tough road, and then they play as a four seed. 
think that I think that's a better. I don't think that's as great of a seed, and they should have been a little higher. Especially like I told you, West Virginia, they beat West Virginia two times. If there's one guy that can do it, yeah. If there's one guy that has that it in this entire tournament, it's Cade Cunningham. If there's a guy that can lead a team single-handed, like a Kemba Walker, Shabazz Napier type run, it is Cade Cunningham. If he Baylor, West Virginia twice. I have, Tech, I have the fighting law. What? You huh? say, yeah. You mumbling? I said, I said Oklahoma State team had been Baylor, West Virginia twice, Texas Tech twice, and Arkansas. And listen, like you said, this is the best player in college. Well, I would. I don't. He's one of the best players. If not I, the best I, player. I say he's the. I say he's the best player in college basketball. That's just me. Uh, I mean, he's, okay. he's probably the number one pick, but we'll see. Maybe Suggs from Gonzaga might push him for the number one spot. Only thing is, he needs to stay out of free um, free agency. He foul needs trouble. foul trouble because he gets in a lot of, of foul issues early on in the game. Ted, you were telling me last night one of their players is actually out due to COVID. Who? No, Oklahoma. Oh, I thought you said Oklahoma State. Yeah, Oklahoma. I knew that. I knew that. You, you, that's like news. That's right. They get the point guard. Harmon was in cold. Was it? Was that out. doesn't matter? Oh, Shenanigans. Harmon Shenanigans. Don't worry. They'll be out maybe in the first round or second round. They'll be out like. Captain, what's the matter? You were having too many leprechauns yesterday. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. Hey, I'm still here. I'm still the bar. I'm still going. But I do have Illinois. So I have Illinois and Baylor, and then I got Texas and Gonzaga. I expect Gonzaga to compete in the national championship, and the two best teams are going to play. Now, if that's Baylor or Illinois. I like Illinois. I think the way that they played in the Big Ten championship game and in the Big Ten tournament says a lot to this team. This is this is a nasty team. This team that could do it all. You get the two best teams in college basketball playing. We can only hope. But I got history happening. I got 32-0. I got the Zags winning it against Illinois. And then I did another one when I had Illinois over Gonzaga. So I do believe these are the two best teams. It's just which way am I feeling that night? I'm going with the Zags. History will have happen, and we will finish. We can only hope finish this March Madness season. The only thing that I get worried about, like I said, is a player that gets COVID, and then a big-time player affects the team, and then, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. So Let's hope not. It all starts tonight. I wish we were talking New York Giant football. Had some good news, but... <laughs> We have to stay tuned with that. We'll keep an eye. We'll be in. We're all over. We're all over the place with the New York Giants. We'll see what's happening. March. I'm happy. It's March Madness. You got a lot of good basketball. Yep, Madness is back. It happens tonight. Is it on TBS? What's it on TBS? Yeah, TBS True TV. TBS and True TV. True TV. Oh, damn it. You might not get it. I won't be here. I'm going to Tampa. Oh. Going to patio, big old Kanish. Yeah, Dad said last night. He's very excited. Oh, we're very excited. I can't wait. I'm looking. It's very warm and nice down there. It's very nice. I can't wait. It's so cold. It's cold. What happens? It's cold and rainy. Well, here, we'll see what, if there's any big news that happens from now until with the Giants or in the NFL. Deshaun Watson could he be traded? I know he's throwing through some iffy times right now, but. If he gets traded, we'll be on all over it. And Ted Russell Wilson looks like he could be staying. We'll be all over it. (laughs) All right, my man. Go work. Go make some money. Smile, Ted. No comment. I'm not going to say to you.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the madness. I hope you got your brackets all filled out. Ted, you better get on it because the time is ticking. The time is ticking. I got till tomorrow. I got till tomorrow. What about tonight? If you want to pick somebody, say you want Michigan State or something, they lose. Who cares? That's even better. Why would I want to rush it? Why would I want to put my bracket in not knowing who's going to win? If Mich if UCLA beats Michigan State, then I got BYU beating them. But if Michigan State wins, maybe I got Michigan State going to the second round, huh? I like your thinking. Yeah, never know. Yeah, never know. I like the way you do business. Ladies and gentlemen, we are streaming on all social media platforms. You can check us out at Keys to the City or YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Twitch, at Keys to the City. So subscribe, comment, share, and like. Thank you for watching. Enjoy the madness. Clovercrest Media, Ted, it was on the other side. So nice job. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.